Welcome to the Field and Garden Podcast. I'm Jessie from the Gardener's Workshop. In this recent Clubhouse chat, Lisa talks with special guest Ellen Frost about her brand new on-demand workshop for flower farmers called Preparing to Sell to Florists. Ellen's workshop shares her best tips distilled from 15 years of experience purchasing locally grown flowers for her studio design work. Ellen also shares some current industry news and answers audience questions. This is a really great conversation and I hope you enjoy it. So welcome to the Flower Farmer Show. My name is Lisa Mason Ziegler with the Gardener's Workshop and I am so glad you guys have decided to join me here today. Jesse is here with us who is one of our team members and our guest today is Ellen Frost of Local Color Flowers, one of our instructors from one of our big schools, but has now made a new course based on her area of expertise, which friends is she buys flowers from flower farmers. Um, so I just want to give just a qu very quick overview about Ellen's course. I've watched it twice now and friends, I can tell you, I've not been more thrilled with this tool um, and how helpful I see it being for people that are either already selling to florist and maybe don't have your game going. Um, but I'm feeling pretty certain I could say um, it's even beneficial for folks that have been selling to florists to perhaps smooth your process. But if you're looking at selling to florists, this is the tool that is going to set you up to be a success out of the gate from who you choose as a customer, how you approach them, what you approach them with, um, and how you're going to be in contact with them and how they're going to buy your flowers. I want to just add, I've had a couple of questions that I've been kind of keeping track of my questions through the, the past few days. And, you know, one of the things that somebody asked me was that they have a lot of florists in their region and how would they go like just and i know this is something you go deep on in your class but her question was how do i pick a florist can you give us some tips on that yeah of course i think finding the right florist for you is not only going to well i would say not only make your business successful and sustainable but it's also going to make your life more enjoyable and happy that's just that's just the reality of it um so finding the right florist for you because every florist is not right for every farmer and vice versa every farmer is not right for every florist so i always encourage people to research their florists before approaching them and even during the research figure out for yourself what kind of customer is the right customer for you? Like how far do you want to deliver? Or maybe you don't want to deliver. So you have to find somebody that's willing to pick up. What type of flowers do you grow? And do they match with the um, services that that florist provides? Trying to find someone that's a right match for you in that way. And then also thinking about like scheduling. Like, do you want to work during the week? Do you want to work on the weekends? finding a florist that needs flowers when you want to provide flowers. Um, these are all things that you can take into account when you're thinking about finding the right florist. It is not just, let me go out and try every florist because a lot are just not going to be a, a right fit for you. Um, I don't know if that answers the question, at least to begin with. It does, Ellen. And, you know, I can remember, you know, back in the dinosaur years when I was just starting out, 
I did just that. I just went out cold calling with my free samples and I could tell soon after I walked in the front door, those people that were not going to become my customers. Cause I could just mm-hmm. tell they were not my people and it was really a bad experience. I mean, it really, yeah. it's depressing and it kind of hurts your feelings and totally. It, oh my gosh. And I, I 100% credit my pathway to success was because my very first florist who I scoped out based on what Lynn Bozinski said, which was some very basic ideas. Mm -hmm. I followed that. So I went to the right place and they ended up helping me so much. I think if I would have had a bad experience, like I talked to people having bad experiences, Mm -hmm. I don't know that I'd have kept on trying, you know? Yeah, it's really, it's really challenging. I mean, for any of us to be, you know, rejected in the work that we feel so passionate about, whether you're a farmer, a florist, or anybody who's doing work that you're passionate about, it's hard to be rejected. And I'm not saying that this is a guarantee that you're never going to be rejected. But what this class, I think, offers is some real step-by-steps to set you up for success so that you are, you're as prepared as you can be. You have done all of the research and you're as prepared as you can be. So that even if that person says, well, you know, I don't need your stuff or you're not the right person for me, you know that you have done everything you can to make yourself be in a position of success. So it is really hard, but I think these steps and and this class, I think will really help build confidence and, you know, help you find the right customer for you. I think that is such a great um, explanation because I know that when you and I did the podcast, I shared with you that I had just read on about a bad experience that somebody had and she did the complete opposite of everything you recommended in the course. I had just watched the course, Mm -hmm. sat down and was scrolling on social media. Um, They went in totally cold call did they were not prepared at all they had no paperwork they right. they they didn't i mean they went in with a couple of samples and didn't have a a, a way that they were going to price you know the mm-hmm. way that they were going to present their pricing and that relationship from what they posted would never recover from what i saw as their first experience so right it's hard to make you know you have one chance to make a first impression and yes. we all want to present ourselves as professional and serious and as people who, I mean, for us, it's always important to remember that it's not, of course, it's about selling flowers, but it's really more about building relationships because you are not, it's not a success if you find a florist, you sell to them once and then that's it. You're really looking for long-term you know, mutually beneficial relationships that are built over time. Um, And so, you know, if you go in cold call, somebody doesn't want something, that's not even the kind of relationship you want to be building. You want to have sort of a win-win for you and, and the florist. Totally agree. And so I want to just touch very briefly and then to see if anybody has questions that, We are once again seeing the flower market, um, flower supply, the flower supply chain, whatever we want to call it, Mm -hmm. with a total big problem. So now is, I mean, we knew that last year was a great time to start selling to florists because they had such trouble getting flowers. Well, it's even worse now, isn't it? 
Yeah, there are some like really, really major issues that have come up really just recently, specifically in Ecuador. And I think the, the expected problems in Colombia haven't really materialized this week. But Ecuador is having some nationwide protests. Um, it's an indigenous movement of people that are protesting the government's um, policies on a lot of things, mining, farming, a lot of things. And basically what they've done is shut down all of the roads in and out of the airport um, and around the capital city. And so flower farmers across the country are really being frozen out of sending their product out of the airport. We, I was on a call last night. There were reports of flower farms in Ecuador walking things through the mountains boxes of flowers through the mountains, walking through streams to try to get their product to the airport. And the result is that things are delayed. Wholesalers in the United States are not getting their product. We have florists here in the United States in here in Baltimore that are telling their customers, be prepared. We are going to have um, canceled orders. We're going to have to do substitutions, all kinds of problems. And so again, that leaves open a door for local flower farmers to sort of fill in or or meet the needs of florists when they are in a situation that they just, you know, they, they can't control that. That's such a good point, Ellen. And so, you know, one thing that pops in my mind, it's like, you're not going to go into a florist and say, oh, I hear you've got ordering trouble. I'm sure. here. Also, we aren't necessarily going to have the same flowers that these people had on order. A hundred percent. Can you kind of just speak to you for just a moment? And then I want to see if Jesse has any questions. But can you, can you speak to that about how mm -hmm. that conversation might go? Yeah. So, you know, there's, think about it as like, okay, there, there's florists who are having emergencies right now. And we also, on the flip side, just talked about wanting to build long-term relationships between farmers and florists. So one one way may be to... Um, you know, send an email to florists in your area and just, you know, introduce yourself and say, um, I understand the issues that are happening right now with wholesale sourcing. That shows that, you know, one thing I'm big on is showing that you're an expert. So you understand what the issues are and just offering, you know, we are a local flower farm. We are sourcing things, you know, or we're growing things that may not be the exact same things you need, but we do have, you know, a surplus of things that might be helpful to you. So if you're interested in discussing this, reach out. And I'm not saying that that is a substitute for all of the research and things that I talk about in the class, but this is a really strange, specific situation that's happening right now. And I think to present yourselves as somebody who may be able to help I think can only be can only be useful. What we're seeing is that the florists here in Baltimore who are having problems are saying, I'm going to be reaching out to more local farmers. I'm, you know, we're having reports from farmers all week saying that they're getting frantic calls from florists because their shipments aren't coming in. So you can position yourself as a helper in this situation. Thank you, Ellen. You know, it's almost like, because certainly this is not the way we would normally introduce ourselves to a customer, sure. nor the way, right, that the normal mm -hmm. step. But I can definitely see sending an email with the subject line, flower farmer, or something to really catch their attention. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. and 
to say I'm here, you know, and to talk very and it professionally. Could be, absolutely. And it might be something as small as, you know, somebody reaches out and says, I don't know, I, I just need a couple bunches of eucalyptus. Do you have that? Like, they just may have like very small short term needs. I, I'm not saying that you're going to be able to, you know, fill a thousand rows, you know, deficiency that a florist has. Um, but I think just putting yourself and putting yourself out there as someone that may be able to help in whatever way, I think, you know, that's, that's, like I said, these are unprecedented problems. These are not the normal way of business. Um, it just happens that right now, this week, the protest started a week ago, Monday, you know, until that clears up, there's going to be some real immediate issues. Hi, Ruth. Do you have a question for Ellen? Hi, I'm so excited to be here. Yes, I finally joined. I've seen Lisa's things about Clubhouse for, I don't know, months, and I finally joined. <laughs> Good. Um, I First of all, I, I already bought your course, and I listened to the whole thing. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. Um, it's amazing. Um, oh, good. Yeah. I'm one of Lisa's students from her big uh, basic course, too, so I just keep getting all these great courses and I'm like, Oh, I got to buy this one. Awesome. <laughs> no, it was really great and really good timing. Um, I sold to floors for the first time last summer and, awesome. um, I sold to three and that's kind of where I wanted to be for that year. I felt like that was a good starting point. Um, and so, but I'm trying to expand this year. So I really appreciate a lot of things that you, you said and, I guess I had two questions. One was about, you talked about education and, and mm -hmm. um, educating your florist. I was wondering what, how would you suggest the best way to do that? Like writing blog posts and then sending them an email, directing them to that, or just when you're delivering the flowers or I just, what would, what, what what's That's the great. best way of communicating that? All of those ways and more. Okay. Um, I mean, I think that I, I will just tell you from my own experience, the ways that I have learned from farmers. So, you know, one way is when farmers deliver, I'm a person who asks a lot of questions. Like, it's not just like deliver and go away. Like, I want to know, like, if I haven't seen where you're growing the things, I want to know, you know, like what place they are, what space is like, is it sandy? Is it clay soil? You know, like I have a lot of questions. Most florists are not going to have those kind of questions, but I think that when you deliver, there's an opportunity to say, oh, let me show you this um, gooseneck. You know, this is a perennial and we have it in this kind of field and it's usually available these couple weeks of the year. So just these little sort of educational moments, it's just that. It's a one minute little spiel about a certain flower and I take that in my brain and I file it away. Or it's like, you know, we have, for those of you who know, know Bob Woolham, he will come and spend like two hours here and just tell us like every single thing about every flower. I mean, the majority of what I know is because growers have shared that information with me, whether I, I mean, I remember starting out and going to Dave's farm and asking him, you know, can you walk me around and show me where things are growing? Can you tell me why you pull the calla instead of cut it. You know, like I wanted to know all of those things. And luckily mm -hmm. those growers were willing to share that with me. And like I said, some florists are going to be like, whatever, I don't really care about that. And others are going to be like, tell me everything. I want to know everything because I want to share it with my customers. 
Um, and so you can do it in person. You can most definitely do it in a blog post. You can do it like when you send your availability list, you could have like a little link on there that says like, learn more about butterfly ranunculus and then have like a link to a blog post, you know, like that you've written up. That's like an easy way for them to read it at their leisure. Here's how I'm irrigating because it's dry, you know, like whatever is going on. Because like I said, so much of this is building a relationship with your florist and the more you can help sort of share the information of your farm, your growing habits, your team, the more the florist is going to be able to to learn, I think, as they go. Yeah, that's that's helpful. I do have some that ask a lot of questions and um, mm-hmm. some follow me on social media and I and they've commented like that that's I think that gives them a, a window into what it yeah what growing social, is like but yeah social media is great and i think the only thing about social media i would say is if you know that your florists are following you and they're looking to your social media for that sort of education and that information you know be sure to to cater to them in that way make sure that the the information that you're putting on your social media sort of caters to who who the audience is Um, And I only say that because social media is so weird. You know, people have (laughs) like business accounts, they have personal accounts. Sometimes they use their business accounts for personal things. So like if you're using just one account and, you know, there's like a fine line between like, here is my life and here is my business. Like if every picture is like you at the beach, I don't really need to see that. I probably won't follow you. But if you are like, here is this new thing I'm harvesting Here's what I'm going to tell you about it. Yeah, I mean, that's a great way. And that's also just a great way to get florists excited. I mean, I see <laughs> every day this happens. I see something on our farmer's social media that I'm like, oh, I want that next week. Or I didn't know you were growing that. Tell me more. Or how come that florist got it and I didn't? You know, like there's a lot of like information that can be can be gotten from social media posts. So I would just say it's definitely like a huge excellent way to communicate just you know be sure you're really using it in the best way to like make sales yeah that's a good point um then i also had a question about um the pricing section which i thought was really helpful and i signed up for one of the wholesale accounts Um, oh good yeah that was interesting is it like i charge a delivery fee and have you seen those going up just with gas prices and um, cause sure I have. like this year I was like, well, I can't drive this far away be- without, I mean, I don't feel like I can drive that far away without increasing my delivery fee. And the one florist was like, oh, I didn't know I was just gonna, you know, or well, I had sent her an email saying it was going to go up and she mm-hmm. kind of was like, oh, and I was like, uh, is that like a big hurdle to have a delivery fee? I um, I mean, I think the thing to think about, I mean, we have uh, I would say all of our growers have increased their delivery fee this year. And while it may be like that one farmer is like, well, what does it really matter if I go from $10 to $25 or, you know, whatever is the, is the fee. Mm -hmm. Um, For us, we are buying from, you know, about 10 growers every week. So if everybody increases their delivery fee by $10, we are, you know, that's a $250 a week increase for us across the board. And if you buy from the wholesaler, your delivery fee is like $12, right? So I'm paying $12 for every farm I buy from. 
And we have had to reassess who we buy from. I mean, that's just frankly it. I mean, we can't continue to buy from so many people um, with the delivery fees going up. And so for you individually, of course, your delivery fee is going to have to go up. Gas is up. Everything's up. And I just am trying to say from the florist perspective, it may be that if they're purchasing from multiple places, everybody's fees are going up. And unfortunately, for smaller farmers, farmers that you would be maybe buying a smaller order from, like for me, I'm going to not buy small orders because I can't afford to continue to pay a higher fee for delivery for a small order. So I'm going to maybe consolidate my orders to a couple growers and you know, only order from other growers if, you know, I'm in a situation where there's a wedding and they have something I need or, you know, something like that. And I, I use the example of $10, $12, but I mean, we have deliveries that, um, you know, right now our highest delivery fee for somebody is, is $40. That's for one delivery um, from one place. And like I said, if you have 10 people you're buying from and everybody's in the 30 or $40 range, my margins are so small that I can't really, I can't really spend $400 on delivery every week. I mean, it's just, mm -hmm. I can't do it. So yes, I think everybody's, everybody has to do what's best for them. Yes. Delivery fees, I think have to go up and yes, florists are going to have to make hard decisions about how they source going forward as a, as a, as a result of that. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's helpful to think, to put it in that perspective. Appreciate, I it's appreciate just, that. it's just hard because like, if you, it doesn't make sense for you not to increase your price because if you don't make money, you're going to go out of business. It also just is the reality that buying from, if, if a florist can get everything from a wholesaler and pay $12 for one delivery and that's all they have to do all week, it's harder to make the decision when every dollar counts. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you. Um, I think that's all my questions and I really appreciate great. the course. Yeah, great it was really great. Selling to florists. <laughs> I, uh, I applaud you for getting out there and getting your product out there. Yeah, it's definitely been, um, you know, definitely like every, I went to two new florists yesterday as well. And, um, mm -hmm. And it's always, you know, scary, but, but yeah. then like my florist from last year, I was bringing them stuff this spring and she was like, you know, it's like, they're so willing to try anything. Cause I think they, I mean, I think they like trust me that I'm not selling them, you know, that I'm still, you know, if I sure. say this has really long base life, like 10 days or, you know, they're like, oh, wow. And, you know, so it's been neat to see even the relationship just from one year to this year, mm -hmm. the people I had last year, how that, I think they value that. And, you know, just, I almost didn't cut, I have some stock that's kind of short and I almost didn't cut it. Cause I thought, well, it's not tall. Like the florist would buy, um, mm -hmm. you know, and I was like, well, I'll just cut it. And I brought it to the florist and I obviously didn't charge as much as like, mm -hmm. you know, they, that a big tall stock would be, but she was like, oh, they're amazing. And she bought them all. So, yeah. I mean, that's like, the thing. It just depends on like, if I had like, I mean, we, I just had this conversation with a farmer like half an hour ago who was selling some roses that were really short and she sold them to another florist who complained because they were so short. And she said, well, one, I told you they were short. Two, they were less expensive than a normal rose would be. 
And my thing was, look, I had like a hundred bud vases to make last week. And I bought as many of those short roses as I could because they were perfect and they were cheaper and they were like exactly what I needed. I didn't need them to be two feet tall, like a 12 inch tall stem was, was just what I needed that day. So, you know, finding this goes back to finding the right customer for you, where you can say to a florist, look, I have this short thing. It might not be, you know, it's, it's not what I normally have, or maybe not what you normally buy at the wholesaler, but if you can use it, you know, I have it. Yeah. And I really like the differentiation of like a grade A versus a grade mm -hmm. B because like my Buplurum, I have some stems that are honking yeah. and huge. And then I have other stems that are totally fine, but they're just a lot smaller. And I was like, mm -hmm. do I just not sell these? Cause you know, it's sure. hard to put them in a bunch together because they're really two different they're almost like two different products. Totally. There's nothing really they wrong are... with the other product, with the smaller stuff. It's yeah. just smaller. And I think that's a good way to think of it as two different products. It's really not, I mean, that's it. They're just, they're two different things. They, they serve two different purposes. Right. So I just found that really helpful to think about. Like, oh, oh I could just make two products, like grade A Buplurum and grade B mm -hmm. Buplurum. That's, I don't know, $3 cheaper. cheaper or something. Yeah. yeah. So that was thank really helpful. You. Great work. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Ruth, so much for being willing to come up and, um, and I'm glad it's helped you so much that Ellen, I know her heart is swelling up. It just makes us all feel so good oh, yeah. to hear from people when they use the tools that we're creating to be successful. And it sounds like you're knocking it out of the park. So thank you so much for coming oh, up. Thanks for doing the class, Lisa. It's just like exactly what I was looking for exactly what I needed. So it was perfect. Thank Yay. you. Um, and we just, I thank you so much for joining us here. And it was so great to hear from one of your new students. I know. It's helpful. so exciting. I know. I mean, it's just, there is something about it, right? Hearing from the person totally. that's doing it. Um, everybody, the link to Ellen's new course is here at the top of the chat and the course is $49.95. It's on demand. You can buy it at any time, but if you buy it, before July 4th, that means that you'll get an invitation to a Zoom call Q&A with Ellen, um, which that will also be recorded and put into your course. So that'll be a great opportunity to watch the course and then any questions you may have lingering or questions you didn't even know you had until you listened mm -hmm. to her class, um, you'll be able to get to her. So we are you know the gardeners workshop the work that we do is really about trying to bring the tools to people that not don't just want to grow a cutting garden in their backyard but that people that want to build a business out of growing cut flowers whether you want to build a business based on flowers meaning perhaps like ellen a, a design studio that only uses local or a farmer florist friends we're just trying to spread our wings and find what you need and you can yep. learn more at the gardeners workshop and be sure Ellen tell people how they can follow you. Sure. So um, our company is called local color flowers. You can follow us on Instagram or Facebook at that name. And then you can find us. Uh, our website is locoflow.com. It's L O C O F L O.com. I just thank everybody for joining us here today. And I think we'll check out Ellen's course and get in before July 4th so you can be a part of her Q&A class. And um, we'll be happy to see you there. Yep, for sure. All right, friends, until we meet again, thank you, Ellen. Okay, welcome back.
So I put a link in the show notes to Ellen's new on-demand workshop, and I encourage you to check it out. It's called Preparing to Sell to Florists. There's also a link in there to Lisa's club on the Clubhouse app. We're over there live on Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, if you want to join us sometime. If you like what you're hearing here on the Field and Garden podcast, we'd love it if you'd tell a friend about us and leave a review for us wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm Jesse from the Gardener's Workshop, and I hope you have a great day. Mm-hmm.